Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ramar Tate of Apologetic Nation. I come to you all pretty much bright and sunshine, but today is not the best, but yet not the worst. Um, I know usually I come with something and come on the podcast with some revelation. But I do believe I have to start utilizing the podcast as it is much reality. That every day is not going to be the most revealing and prompting more revelation as you go beyond. Sometimes you just have to enjoy the process. And that's something that I really wanted to discuss today. Um that part going through the process respecting yourself and those around you is honoring the process i realize that pain is a good thing i realize hurt is a good thing just because it gives you the ability to recognize what's causing the pain what's causing the hurt it's when we deflect and don't take the time to do self-evaluation. It's no different than someone stubbing their toe and trying to ignore the pain and realize that you broke your toe. And out of the process of ignoring it over and over and over, you develop arthritis in its worst form as you get older rather than treating it right away. And that's how I'm feeling with my heart and my mind and my spirit is that I have neglected myself and those around me were... I have practiced neglection. Neglection is to me one of those moments in your life where you do not want to open up the door of pain and hardship. You don't want to acknowledge the very nature that you have that at times is very wrong. And being in this world today Acknowledging some of the most sensitive moments in your life, in your childhood, or the advice given. That's something that I'm realizing between my wife and I, that we share in our pain and our hurt. Being stubborn not to share it with each other. Um, because we fear that the one may not understand the depth of it. And even if you don't, you know, we rather lie to each other to withstand from explaining ourselves because we're not mentally even aware ourselves of how deep it goes. So that's what I've been going through. And that's what my wife's been going through along with my children. Recognizing the biggest deception to my beliefs is growing up in a religious ideology of thinking when you read the Bible that's what it is and that's how you should take it my wife and I had many discussions about where are we heading in these times and how does our life reflect the word of God and we realize it's so true. It is the end of time. 
and we thought about that word it's the end times these are the last but then in the word it says greater works you shall do it's with greater revelation and more awareness and knowledge and when you read revelations and you read apocalypse it means the end and the beginning of something new and out of our hearts we out of religion we were so afraid but out of the truth we read the word and you keep hearing the word it keeps referring to revelations and so we decided like you know if the word says that man should not rely on teachers or or back then rabbis that I will put this word in your heart and they know my commandments that there will be no longer a need for those things but I will become your teacher I will become your comfort I will become all things to all men so what I mean it has to be a transition from a end of to start something new even when you read the word it says you know behold although it's better for me to leave so that I can give you something greater or greater works you shall see or let me go so that the same one that gave me the revelation of who I am identifying my relationship and right standings with the father let me give you that source and we recognize that you know we refer to the word when those who do not promptly understand the word of God which means that even in the word it says those who are of this world may not understand will not understand spiritual medicine spiritual things spiritual things so that's why the word in the testament something physical that they can see and read and follow along will exist but for those who are in christ for those who have the mind of christ because it does make the statement you know who knows the mind and thoughts but when you read it as you grow in and you mature in it it says let this mind be in you of what peace of christ so having peace with new translation um peace of the revelation then you go to ephesians it talks about your inheritance receiving the holy spirit everything that great mystery what was the biggest mystery you know what was the big promise the promise was the whole time i was going to give you the very nature and spirit of god himself which is the holy spirit that is one of the biggest promises that any man should want so we won't have to live in that life of expecting another moses to have the very image the very light in the glory of god and have to hide it so that all men will not be at um so amazed or feel inadequate to be in the presence but now that you know christ has died and resurrected he said now i'm going to give you something greater and out of that now i'm giving you a personal relationship with christ I'm, i mean <laughs> with the holy spirit um and so with that being said even further so when you look at ephesians so it's not just the promises of abraham you know along which is great you know descendants and blessings and treading wherever you go and given shall be given unto you you know press down shaking together running over shall men given unto you you know it's other men in relationship we give to one another and even strangers but i recognize what's greater than the promises of abraham is which is in ephesians i believe it's ephesians 1 and 1 reading the whole chapter down is that the true revelation is that i'm giving you the very nature in the awareness and the mind of the Holy Spirit where all your spiritual blessings and inheritance are that everything that was 
and everything that is the same spirit that created the depths of the ocean the same spirit that separated waters from the ground uh, the same thing that raised Christ, Christ from the dead that faith that power that mindset that anointing being able to have that mind now you think between my wife and I going back and forth with this word then we start transitioning our hearts saying well if that's the ends of time then we must should be expecting living in a life of revelation it's ending the time essence of God's incapability of men's mind stuck in time but when you enter into a spiritual personal uh, personal relationship you enter into an eternity where you have revelation so we we start confessing in our lives that we're no longer living in the frame of this world's time or the time or we living in the end of times entering into the eternal life of revelation because it even tells you in, a, in the word I believe that's in Colossians if I'm not mistaken if I am you know someone definitely you know look it up but it, it tells you to get your mind off of the things of this world and entertain your mind with the things above of heaven so that means you're once we became transitional or transcending from this earth we are now more heavily minded our reality in existence on this planet no longer exists in that realm of time so you entering into a time of spectrum of end of times and so you live and you expect the ends of time so that all men of kindred of spirit and even the revelation and teaching others we enter into the time of revelation or the eternity time of God's revelation and so that's what's the most important thing is not just the blood of Jesus not just healing the sick and raising the dead it's also growing in union with our family in heaven growing in union in your position you have the Father Son and the Holy Spirit but then working our minds to recognize that if you see that line, I'm in that line of Trinity. I'm in that line of holiness and I'm in that line of genuine uh, authority. So when it say Father, Son, Holy Spirit, I say my name. I say Father, Son and the Holy Spirit in Remar. It's because within that Trinity that they utilize me as a gift because I recognize that everything on this planet based on the work has the very life and essence of who God is the father and then out of that I have to now choose to recognize in whom I am in whom I am I am a son of God and as a son of God just like Jesus his he is the son of God but his identity on this earth is Jesus so I recognize my unity in my heritage I am a son of God as well and my name is Ramar and this is the ministry that that I'm able to speak and flow from just like Jesus I need and I dwell in a commune in a relation and I have a relational relationship with the Spirit of God which would be the Holy Spirit and in that essence greater work shall you shall do because there's no separation for me now to leave because everything has been accomplished um, in Jesus and now that everything has been accomplished the works putting forth is done so the major work that I need to now is to grow in relationship on earth in 
in that heavenly kingdom, in that legacy, walking the earth as a son of God, as Ramar. And that baffled me. And my wife and I, we begin to change. And within that change, our hearts became more sensitive, but we also became more vulnerable. And we were stuck. And as we are now, we're, we're stuck because our minds were so conditioned and used to the reality and associations. And the, even when we communicated with each other and our children, it became a different pattern of thinking. But when you're so used to something by habit and your nature change, but your habits don't. Your nature change, but renewing your habits daily, replacing it with the word of God. Um, that became a very difficult thing and in the midst of our relationship this is our perspective this is what we go through um, every day I just recognize that everything in our life is not what it is and the biggest thing is this and this is where I'm going to now ladies and gentlemen that when you read the word for what it is, you have to dive deeper as a believer. You have to dive deeper as a newcomer. You have to dive deeper of someone who wants to acknowledge and even get to know. Um, you have to dive deeper. And so when my wife and I decided to read Genesis, something stood out to me, which is probably, you know, common to some other individuals who who've been in the word a little longer and understand the uh, spiritual realm and and how to operate in the supernatural between you know the spiritual things and the natural and that's when you get the supernatural when you you know you see supernatural effects all around us you know what i mean um just like for those who have been delivered for cancer how can you explain that doctors say you have stage four terminal it's done it's over they count your days and uh, you tell the doctors that believe in six months later, I overcame and they look into your system and take your, you know, uh, do your diagnosis and everything and say it's no longer there. So what I'm stating is something that exists. All of us may want to be like we don't know and unaware and want to make it spooky and religious. But we know a lot of people in our own personal lives, so even on news, had cancer, they prayed and, it's, and they don't have it. You know, someone was blind. How you explain it and now they see, you know, they were deaf, but now they can hear they couldn't walk, but now they walk. We can't continue to live oblivious and believe this is a host or it's not reality. These are the things my wife and I had to overcome. That we see the word expressed daily, but we allow the news or we allow our families, we allow fear to dictate our perspective. And that's even regarding us. So now we're dealing with sickness that we can see somebody else here, but don't expect it on ourselves. Um, that was difficult. That is sometimes difficult to accept difficult to accept you even can put yourself in the lineup of the trinity and realize out of the trinity there's a new there's a new bloodline there's there's a new expectancy it should be a different mind dying to the things of this world and now living in the things of the spirit for the spirit and the flesh wars at all times consistency domination for the thoughts and the minds and the soul of the very nature of man and my wife and I said, and, and we read the word many times like normal and discuss it like normal. But then it hit me. I've been taught in my life. 
that the tree of of good and evil you know that's what we call it you know a lot of times but my wife now she kept she said just pay attention to that the knowledge of good and evil not good and evil that's not who you are and that's who you become when you know they ate from the tree they became aware and knowledgeable of good and evil and I said you know what if we change it from the knowledge of good but don't put the A and D put in I in evil because the thing is this people like well how could there be good and evil any type of awareness of knowledge we work backwards as human beings if you work with any disease you work backwards how did it start and then you work yourself backwards and get into the cure how it affects the process and what it breaks down what it kill how does it you know malfunction then you find your antidote or you find your antibodies to prevent those things from working and you utilize those things to similar antibodies or similar um, diagnosis in other realms and that's when you come up with pretty much a cure but you work from the knowledge of good and evil it is these cells and what we do it's good acknowledging the good and evil acknowledging working really hard and laboring really hard and forsaking certain things in your life that gets you the knowledge that you need to be successful in the areas that you want to but the evil is when you don't have the consciousness to get you and prepare and propel you forward there's always knowledge in good and evil and so when you recognize that it's saying the knowledge money is good but when you love it that's the evil so the knowledge and awareness how to get money just don't love the method and how you got it more than you love people more than you love someone who created more than you love god your father and recognizing that and putting those words together acknowledging good and evil you stop being so defensive and so just erratic like oh my gosh you know it's the enemy that come to kill steal and destroy oh my gosh i'm afraid um don't be afraid don't even be afraid if you come across that's why they said um i've accounted on joy to go through prosecution in the word because there's a revelation there's there's an opportunity that the world can acknowledge that although there is evil the good thing is that i can be delivered so there's the acknowledgement there's good and evil if you look at it the background what make a what make light so illuminous it's the background it's the background and so if the background is sin and you are the light the beauty is that i can go into a dark room and it causes my light to draw more too so i'm no longer going into a dark place i'm no longer you know dreading going through this depression and fighting the process i'm like holy spirit help me because that's that's what me and my wife are on now we're like how do we give you glory through this how do we die to the mindset of this it is very complicated but then it comes to a point where you have to really look at it for what it is is there any good in evil it how can you acknowledge good and evil then the word says um all things work together for the good for those who love the lord how because in moments in my life my yoke is like in my 
you know, my, my burdens are like my yoke up, something like that. My wife always quotes that really good, better than that, better than myself. But I think I read it yesterday when we read it. She was and and I came to a point. It's like that's so true. The burdens of this world from the perspective of living life as Christ in my own identity as Ramar and knowing that the spirit and the nature of God, which is the Holy Spirit that lives in me, the burdens that she that the spirit gives me. That she glorifies me with is that it is very hardened to live in this life to see those who are hurting. But the good thing is this, that I'm going to give you wisdom to assist and help. I'm going to give you innovation in the midst of turmoil or or losing a loved one. I'm going to give you peace and patience. In the midst of that disobedient child, it, it burdens you. I know it makes you cry. I know it makes you frustrated, but I'm going to give you comfort. That's that background again. I'm going to give you the knowledge what's good in this evil's time so I can rise you greater. And my wife even went further in the word is that when you read Genesis 1 going all the way down to 26, when the father made human beings. And you read the end of it. It's a distinction between creating light, which is good, and and separating the heavens from the heavens and the waters and etc. It was good, but in many other translations, it is very good, great, greater. So there's a separation between humanity and the things that that God created that has the essence of, of God. And the thing is this. My wife and I realized that good ain't good enough because good is coming. That's God's grace upon all. That's why you look at it as far as the rain falls on the just and unjust because all men were created good. It's the choices and decisions that they make that brings them out of that realm of goodness or greatness to just an average good person. Um, I think of it like this. Animals... And 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 that's why I get it. That's why men and women can relate to animals and talk to animals, <laughs> because if you look at it, don't we all of them show emotion? All of them show pain, anxiety. All of them need the thirst and the need of water, food, shelter. There's a common good between man in the species of this world of animals. But what makes them greater is that when I made man in my image and I sing everything that I gave them possession of, I made them greater. So that's when my wife and I said the knowledge of good and evil, it raised the bar from knowing just that we're good. But excel now being now and I believe the chapter two or three that now man has become just like us knowing of good and evil. So there is always being this moment that we have to trust the process knowing that in Genesis as well I believe too when it says everything was complete finished done so there was no surprise that men were going to gain the knowledge of good and evil it's what you do with it it's who you allow to lead you and when you start realizing 
the effects of knowledge of good and evil, you start rising above your fears. You start rising and having knowledge because there are so many times where we see something catastrophic and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that we ever seen. Like 9-11, worst thing we ever seen. But out of that death valley, out of that that horror, we united as a family of all nations and recognizing, especially in America, that we got to go beyond this. And if you name anything that's horrifying in any nation, you're always going to see a unity a of a people of minus and said this is not the way that humanity should be responding and acting and treating it's because you can acknowledge the good and evil the downside is this we hurt we pain we're frustrated and we don't see it but then you start being thankful i'm just thankful that my mom and my dad made it or they're they transition in a greater place i'll always miss them I myself have seen and been through some catastrophic things or events that caused me to look at humanity different. I've seen the difference between how we treat ourselves and treat our women and how we have freed ourselves as men, but yet still choose to incorporate bondage and slavery to women whether it be economically or business and we'll replace them and how we view them it's beautiful that a woman is weaker it's evil when you dominate and make them seem like they can't go no further than their strength that's evil that's wrong it's acknowledging It's good for a man to be yet somewhat stronger, but it's better for a man to submit himself to his wife so that she can become greater and excel in a realm that you're giving her that advantage, that you may learn and comprehend unity. Even as children, yes, you're the lead of your house and they're supposed to follow your example and do as your request but our children imagination and gifts need to be outside the realm of what we believe is better for them but to give them the ability to express themselves to acknowledge to learn the knowledge of what's good in them but not focus so much on one thing because it can lead you to a dark place where you get so captivated by your gifts or your abilities that it calls you to be inhumane and that's what we do power is good the knowledge of power is good is when you get in the seat and you become a tyrant over the people the good thing is that you vote and you do all these things for good high electives and it's great that they have the strategies it's when you get in it and knowing the knowledge of good but now you start pushing the very people that you say you're going to help away that's evil See, the knowledge of knowing good and evil gives you the ability. If I operate in it, I can get out of it. I can change my mind. There's there's no word that says you have to stay in it. You can get out of it. You can deliver. You can ask for forgiveness. You can repent and renew your mind and move forward. And that's 
and not walk in shame or guilt or jealousy and envy of another nation or another people or another race. And even your spouse or your wife or your husband or his ex-wife and his children or your stepchildren. I recognize within myself and my inner being that I took it one way or the other. There's nothing good that can come out of something hard until today. I remarried my wife who was my ex-wife in my youth and I got in a relationship where we remarried um, in my 30s and I married her in my uh, early 20s. Um, I believe I was younger than 21 when I was in the military. So afraid to die, I neglected it and, and did not understand the responsibilities of being a husband. So I got married afraid of death. Saying that if I'm if I have a son, I want everything to be given to my son and uh, someone that I can trust. As I got older, I, I survived the war. I came home, and I was not the same mentally. The effects of my childhood and the effects of the war had dominated my perspective. Later, I um, divorced and remarried. In that process before remarrying, I had a child and then I married her, my other ex-wife. And um, ancient to that marriage and still broken and shattered. Not yet facing the fears, not seeing the good or the acknowledging the good of what I was going through and what I had been through, I just only seen the the wrong and the deaths and my own insecure, my own self-pity, pride, egotistic reality, chauvinist, male chauvinist. I allow the culture of our times to reflect in me and deflect who I really was and so I divorced her already as she divorced me and through that pain and hardship of now four children I begin to melt and break and shatter and now marrying for the third time in my life all before the age of 40 I entered into my children's life, been absent due to military assignment and, assignment and um, technically more heart for them than I have for my own kind, my own blood. I served, I came out, divorced, remarried five years later, divorced, I remarried my wife and I stepped into the shoes of a father and recognizing that my children did not know me although they were biologically mine. I thought in my heart it would be easy but it's it's not. Although they're biologically mine. My daughter was afraid of me because she said 
Are you going to be here for good? My son said, I, I believe I can trust you now. And I realized the terrorists and effects that I have caused. And I'm trying to think, how can I acknowledge the good? And to me, what I consider evil, hurtful, bad. And my son, my daughter, my son talks to me and says, Dad, I said the disagreement between you and mom that you said to us, because this happened yesterday, that there's something wrong with you or you don't like, what can you do better? He said, don't, don't say that about yourself. This is my son. He said, just hate sin. <laughs> hate the effects of sin. So yeah, you know, we have to get to know you. Yeah, you haven't been there pretty much. But we want to know you. And sticking there, that's what I read between the lines. I seen it in his eyes of care. Don't, don't give up on us. We're not giving up on you. Just give us some time to get to know you. I know, I get it, but we love you. Nah, I seen that in that moment. Boom. Good and evil. I acknowledge the good that my son and my daughter wants to draw to me. The downside, evil side, because of the abandonment. Because of the hurt. Because they felt being replaced. I seen another way out. I don't have to focus on the evil. I don't have to focus on the effects that I have caused. But I can focus on the good. But we want to get to know you. So put all that other mess to the side and get to know us. And as we get to know you, you get to know us and we grow. And my my son said, I, I get it. I see how sometimes you, you make the comment that you feel like a stepfather, although you've been our biological father. Because there's a such a separation and death of pretty much of no knowledge of you. And it hurts. And it hurts. To have. Your child look at you. In pain. Fear. Uncertainty. And I remember that night. What do I do? God help me. Help me. I get it that I'm a son of God, and I get I get that I'm your son. I I, I get it acknowledging good and evil, but how does it benefit? And then I I see it today. Although the effects of this world and the issues that you cause, the good that you want to do does not mean that you're not going to bring out the bad. You're not. It's not that you 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 can't stop the effects of your past being somewhat present present in their moment of why they're cautious about you. But now you know what they're cautious about. Can you do greater? And that's why I met, ladies and gentlemen. Learning greater through this pain and agony and this suffering. Crying as a man. Crying for the attention of his children to be accepted it's amazing as the parents we still want acceptance I know for me I desire and long to be 
held and accepted by my children said, Dad, we, we love you. And that's when I got it. The good is, if that's what you desire, how do you achieve it? By being opposite of what you acknowledge. That hurts them. Fight for them. Fight to stay. Fight to stay calm. Fight to be peace. Fight to be kindness. Learn them. Utilize yourself and know that, you know, I am the adult, but I'm going to choose to lower myself. I'm going to lower my mind to get into them. I know if I if they do something wrong, what good could I make out of it is to just say, sweetheart, I know that you didn't mean that or you did that on purpose or you did it without the full awareness. But no, don't be afraid. Come in and, and embrace them. That's the issue to me in my life been made and raised in this religious culture man woman man lead doesn't follow doesn't submit it's a lie it's religious it's a practice without peace but what we desire from one another especially my kids and I and my wife it's relationship tradition is beautiful if you follow it in a relational way Religious is just a practice with no relationship. And I realized how many times I was brought up religiously, spanked, talked to, talked down to, not listened to. It was just an act, a practice, but no relation. And now, as a young man, I practice with everything around me, but no relation. No connection to humanity. No connection with my emotions. Until I understood this. And I want you all to know. No matter how difficult things is. You can still see. And acknowledge the good. In the hardest times. Or the evilest times in your life. And recognize with that reflection of that knowledge. You can now excel and become greater. Rather than stuck in a religious practice. And beliefs. That has no relational value has no commitment to humanity and to bring each other up to lift to kneel to serve to honor to even glory these are the things ladies and gentlemen that I have been honored to go through to learn from and to become a greater father husband son and a greater host for you all to hope that I impose a different thought, a different way. Not to accept the hardship that you're going through, not to rush it, but go through your process, reaching out, crying out, but understanding your own value and the effects and the value of your relationship. That's to me is beautiful. So with that being said, I appreciate it the time. To allow me to talk to you. God bless.